Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Napa know-how. Get all the quality parts you need at your locally owned Napa. Because right now, when you order from Napa online, you can pick up curbside at your local store in just 30 minutes. Or get your order delivered direct to your door with free one-day shipping and over 160,000 quality parts when you spend $35 or more. Quality parts delivered quickly and safely. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating stores, standard ground shipping and exclusions apply. It's that little Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, but I said Mr. Worldwide, and you already know what it is. Listen to my new podcast from Negative to Positive. Subscribe today. Now, part of the things that we're doing over here at Negative to Positive is encouraging people to change their lives, change the things that are within their power. I want to thank our good friends at KFC for helping me bring this to you. Feed your whole crew with KFC. Let's go. I can get the KFC bucket of chicken, and you know, that's fire. Now, Babo, you know that you can get that mac and cheese, that mashed potato, gravy, those biscuits. Now, that's that's trouble right there. That is fire right there. You know, on Negative to Positive, we're always talking about striving and achievement. And, and the Colonel Sanders story is, is a story that inspired me since I was 10 years old. Look how life comes full circle. Now I'm talking about Colonel Sanders and Kentucky Fried Chicken and how much I love it. <laughs> Listen to my new podcast from Negative to Positive. Check out the vodcast. Subscribe today. Apple Podcast. Podcast One. Spotify. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another brand new episode of the Collider Games podcast. My name is Dennis Zen. I'm here with Joshua Vayers coming all the way from South Africa. South Africa. Um, I don't know how things are over there in South Africa, but things are even shockingly even more crazy than they were a week ago. So, yeah, yeah. Um, on top of the pandemic, which by the way, is not over, uh, even though some people act like it is. It is not over. Um, we have uh, protests uh, after the death of George Floyd in Minneapolis uh, due to the hands of uh, police brutality. Uh, and it's spread not across just this nation, but across many, many different countries. And uh, I live in Hollywood, so there's a lot of protests. There's a lot of most of the people are, are peaceful protesters, but then you have people who are trying to take advantage of the situation and looting and destroying property. And I live um, uh, in between two very large uh, streets, Hollywood Boulevard and Sunset Boulevard. And so the protests will come up and down. I know they looted like a few blocks away from, from here. So we have curfew now. So on top of lockdown, uh, which a lot of people are not really uh, abiding by because I, I just went out yesterday and um, like me and two other people had masks and like I saw like 30 people who didn't, you know, like That's it's just crazy, funny. Man. It's just like, funny if, that if, if you're going to protest, wear a mask at least, you know, well, I, I if think not for the sake of hiding no, your these, identity. These weren't protesters, like... though. These weren't protesters. Oh, they were just, just regular people, people oh, walking wow. around. I actually seen a lot of protesters wear masks. Um, no, these are regular people just walk around. That uh, the favorite thing I saw on, on I think Twitter about this was people just decided that the the pandemic was over, and so when they decided it was over, it was just over, and so <laughs> people are acting like it's normal. Um, yeah, and, uh, and, and the cases are going up in America now, which is like like tr- like drastically. I've I've taken a look. Yeah, 
Yeah, they, it is not going down, slowing down, or whatever. So, um, I mean, you have different areas where some parts are slowing down, but then other places still going up. So, as a whole, we're still not out of the woods, nor are we declining in any significant way. I mean, even though I stand behind uh, what's going on with the protests, it is also dangerous in the sense that it will spread the coronavirus, much like how. Uh, the protests to reopen that were happening in Michigan um, and Wisconsin and some other places also were going to spread the coronavirus. Um, but yeah, so <clears throat> interesting times, definitely, to say the least. What, what, what's going on over there? Um, you know, for the most part, um, oh, the, the, the weirdest thing happened. Some some guy was trying to sue, uh, like not sue our government, but take our government to court with regards to abusing our civil rights. And um, there's definitely been some, what's the word I'm looking for, like privileges taken by our government during this time. Most of the lockdown regulations are there to keep us safe. But unfortunately, there is like quite a lot of cases here in the South African government where during this lockdown, our government has decided that this is a perfect time for us to start passing a bunch of bills and making new laws without being able, without people being able to uh, like notice or even go and um, uh, uh, petition against it, etc. Uh, which, as to say, we also had uh, Black Lives Matter protests out here, which was good. They were they were very peaceful, though. As far as I could tell, there was no looting or anything. Um, mm-hmm. It's unfor- it's uh, it is unfortunate because I, I do feel very passionate about the movement, and I I would like to go and protest too. But uh, where I live, if I had to protest where I live, people would think I'm trying to sell wood or something because there's just I live in such like an incredibly small community. Like like there's like maybe a couple hundred people where I live. It's they wouldn't even know what the hell I was talking about, even if I tried, uh, which is sad. So the, the most I could do is uh, show my support online and call my friends. Mm-hmm. A lot of my friends are in L.A. protesting, and I just want to make sure that they're safe and stuff, you know. And like you said, there's, it's unfortunate because there are a lot of instigators. Um, and you've seen – I'm sure everyone's seen the videos online. There's like been, there have been like some cops instigating looting. There have been uh, like other white people instigating looting. And then just some people that like – just seem weird like there i've seen a lot of videos of just like really weird people who are like instigating the violence and it's like they, there must be a lot of ulterior motives involved in this but i digress here in south africa things have been pretty much the same uh lockdown has we've been slowly easing out of our lockdown regulations mm-hmm. our cases have been going up they're still nowhere near as high as any like other country but it's also because we're africa we don't get no one no one's really giving us any tests or testing kits mm-hmm. So we're not really uh, testing in high amounts. My my area here has gotten, I think, we've got 10 cases here, which considering how small the population is, is quite shocking. Uh, nothing in my immediate vicinity. I think the nearest case towards me is about a 40-minute drive away. Um, but yeah, we had a guy who took the government to court. He won. He won the battle. Um, so apparently around the 17th of this month or 18th of this month, I think we're going to be going completely out of lockdown, which I don't think is the smartest idea. No, doesn't I sound like a good a lo- idea. No. It really isn't a good idea. Um, it, I think that the I think that the regulations need to be changed 100 percent because it's 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 putting a lot of here, especially here, it's putting a lot of position people in the position of you're either gonna get corona and die or you're gonna starve and die because most most people living out here live in squatter camps and mm-hmm. um, they live in like they live in sheds like they have to walk about five or six minutes to any source of fresh water. You know what I mean? They they can't like if they need to use the toilet, they have to leave their house. They have to. They can't stay like if they need to do any kind of anything with regards to water, they need to leave their house. So they can't be in lockdown. People are, have been starving for months, have been starving for weeks. Uh, our government uh, like 
we are getting our own like um, money from the government, but it's so difficult to collect the money and actually mm-hmm. receive the money. And there was even a case, I think a couple of weeks ago, where some people were getting paid double and some people weren't getting paid at all because the system was like really ancient. Mm-hmm. Like I went to the, I went to the DMV before all this started and I, and I noticed that so out here, it's just the traffic, the traffic department, and mm-hmm. they're still running on, uh, they're still running on Windows Seven, and I, I, had to, I had to tell them, I was like, you, like my, my, all my government, like, like uh, with regards to home affairs or traffic department, they're all running on Windows Seven, and I was like, you can't even get these things serviced anymore, like you can't, you can't, why, like, I don't know how they missed the free upgrade to 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 Windows Ten. I'm not too sure how that happened, but. Anyways, so things are quite ancient out here with regards to that. But for the most part, things are pretty me- mellow out here compared to out where you are. Things are definitely way more chaotic where you are. Um, I think things are going to get yeah. a lot more. We're getting into winter here, so things are going to get a lot more chaotic as we go into winter. Our uh, infection rates are definitely going to go up, especially as we go out of lockdown. But like I said, the majority of our country, uh, and it, it's going to hit South Africa hard because we have huge amounts of tubular colosis and AIDS. And if you have AIDS and you get the coronavirus, you will die like hundred percent. Same with TB, same with any kind of other respiratory illness. Um, but for now, like nothing, like I'm just bored out of my mind. There's nothing going on by me. Like I'm, I still haven't gotten my computer. So I haven't been able to get oh, any work sucks. done, any voice acting done, dude. I'm it's supposed to arrive tomorrow. Supposedly mm. I found out actually, I'm trying to get a, a case brought up against the the company because I found out that they don't have stock. So they took my money without ah. having stock of like, and, and it's not just me. It's like, it's numerous other people. I've actually been in touch with, I think 15 to 16 other people who are in the same position who have waited even longer than me. And these are people who need computers for homeschooling for their kids or mm-hmm. cameras to allow them to do uh, business calls at home. Um, so it's, it's just, it's an unfortunate situation. I hope I get my computer soon. Cause I miss voice acting and uh, I want to, I want to start making content again, you know? Miss that. Yeah. I mean, over here, um, when you talk about the lockdown, like I'm, I'm not against easing up some restrictions. The problem is, is people here are taking a all or nothing approach. Like they're, you know, give it, give them an inch. They're taking a mile. It's like a lot of yeah. people are just pretending it just the coronavirus doesn't exist anymore. Like I'm okay Which with, okay. Stupid man. Oh Yeah. It's like, it's okay if like we ease up some restrictions and okay, people can go out and, you know, they let people go on the beach and whatnot and people just aren't respecting, uh, the guidelines at all. So that's, that's, I think the thing that bothers me because it's all it's going to do is delay stuff more and more. And, you know, you have, you have these people think the coronavirus is a hoax or, and they point to all these different things. I know like they mentioned um some people mentioned sweden oh sweden didn't have uh uh lockdown and they're fine well th- they aren't fine that's that's, that's they know they, the they aren't <laughs> they aren't fine they actually have one of the highest per capita death rates in the entire world you know higher than people the US. just aren't talking the U- about it yeah yeah uh higher than the u.s and you know M- most of US most bo- of our cases our stuff our first cases here in South Africa were actually like, like some of the the first. I think two of the first ten people here in South Africa came from Sweden. Yeah. They, were, they actually got infected in, there and came here from a, from a ski trip or something. Like, as um, there's yeah, there's like every country that you think is doing fine probably isn't. They're just not in the mainstream news, you know. Yeah, like a lot of people point to, oh, they didn't lock down. They're fine. They're fine. It's like no, they are not. They are doing actually pretty bad. They uh. 
their neighbors are doing fine because they locked down and uh, they did not. And so, and the guy who actually, I think I forgot his name, but he was like one of the heads of, of the, um, the response, the health response over there who actually came up with the non-lockdown plan actually says he regrets it. And that, uh, not that they, he, he didn't admit like, Oh, they need to go full lockdown, but they need, he said that they messed up and that they should have gone somewhere in between that. It should have been yeah. in between what they did and what other people are doing for lockdown. So real quick to bounce off that. I think that, our like, I remember going back. I know when we started lockdown, our lockdown regulations were a lot more strict than it was in America, and now we're easing out of it. But I think that it was actually a really good thing to have really strict regulations in the first place, because now everyone's in the headspace of like always wearing a mask, mm-hmm. always making sure that they're keeping like socially distant from people. Um, we've, I think we, and yeah, Monday this week, Monday we completely opened up our economy. Um, so everyone's gone back to work except for restaurants and bars and things like that and hair salons, but everything else has pretty much gone back to work if they're able to socially distance correctly. And, uh, it's, we're, we're getting new, we're we're still getting a lot of infections, but not more than what it was during lockdown. You know, people are still, people are safe because people were, unfortunately people were like, a lot of people were like ruled by fear, but this fear is saving them at the end of the day. You know what I mean? So it's like a give and take thing. So I think it was good that we had these people are at least people seem a bit more level headed now. You know, um, I got to go fishing today because nice. I can leave my house now, Dennis. It was, it was <laughs> wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So All right. Uh, let's, let's get into the to the video. Let's games. get into the games now that we've talked about it, though. All the stuff we are talking about is affecting games because the first thing that got Correct. affected was the PS5 reveal event that was supposed to happen yesterday that you and me had planned on doing this whole episode about and talking about, Mm. you know, there's possibly they were going to show off the unit, maybe, maybe not. They definitely were going to show off some games, see what kind of new games or something. Yeah. um, But yeah, they got delayed because everything going on right now um, until I think the 12th, which is next Friday, I believe. So I guess we won't be able to talk about until next week um there's been other bunch of other delays i think you 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 uh sent me a few as well yeah there is oh man it's well look like we said the delays are for a good reason yeah. uh fortnite season three was delayed and uh they they also apologize with this delay because they lit like we spoke about in the last podcast they deleted the deleted wow they delayed it last week so they've just delayed it again they apologize for that but it's for a good reason so yeah season three was delayed the um the live event the device which i'm guessing is like them blowing up the map or something i don't know what it's going to happen but something's going to happen because season three is most likely going to take place with a flood or a lot of water there's been a lot of leaks but yeah season three was delayed the live event was delayed to monday i will be recording the event uh i'll send you the footage if you want to put it up on the channel mm-hmm. um then yeah, next uh, next the next season of Call of Duty Warzone, Modern Warfare, and the mobile was also completely delayed. Um, GTA Online and Red Dead Redemption Online they uh, they closed for an afternoon to show their support for Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just uh, loads and loads and loads of delays. Once again, these are all for fairly good reasons, and um, there's uh, there's there's not much to say about there's not much to say about it other than you know. If if you unless you're living under a rock, you understand why these games are being delayed right now because they're all showing their support, saying now is not the time to be playing video games. Now is the time for action, um, and I agree with that. Uh, but 
So take what I'm about to say with a grain of salt, because it's, it's difficult to talk about these things without trying to offend someone. But I will say that for me, the silver lining to this is uh, I have a slow internet connection. So I'm glad that I didn't have to do like 10 gigs worth of updates this week, you know? So that, that's, that's my silver lining. I'm, I'm happy because like the last Warzone update, I think it was like 30 gigs or something. It took me like, with the internet I have, it took me like a day and a half to download. So it's been nice to be able to play the games I have without having to update them with, um, so that was, that's my silver lining to it. Um, Call of, let me, I'll bring this up. I'll actually read it out real quick. Call of Duty put out a statement. So I, no, I noticed this earlier today when I was playing Warzone with my friends. Um, uh, like your loading screen in Warzone, every time you're about to jump into a game, they put up a screen that says Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. And this is the statement. Uh, our community is hurting. The systematic, the systematic inequalities our community experiences are once again center stage. Call of Duty in, and Infinity Ward stand for equality and inclusion. We stand against the racism, racism and injustice our black community endures. Until change happens and Black Lives Matter we will never truly be a community we strive to be. Uh, and then press A to start underneath that. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, well, I thought that was really cool. And it's, it's just nice that it's there at all points in time. And while I'm on that fact as a matter, while, while, while we're talking about the inclusion and people, uh, video game companies standing up for this, I think it was um, a lot of, lot of game companies are coming forward now and pledging money towards Black Lives Matters. Most recently, uh, Final Fantasy uh, so Square Enix, sorry, Square Enix came forward and they pledged money. And people were saying, like, why are game gaming companies getting involved with politics? And to that rebuttal, it's like, have you played? Have you ever played a Final Fantasy game? They're literally all about like, <laughs> screw the system, look after the planet. You know what I mean? It's like they, this is like they've told the, these stories over and over again. Of course, they're going to show their support. Um, then NBA 2K20 actually released Black Lives Matters T-shirts in the game and like. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, sweatbands and things like that, as well as I Can't Breathe shirts, uh, which that's like, that's really cool. I, I can't believe that they actually did that. Um, really, really, really cool of them. Rather than doing like a delay or something, they were showing the support in a different way, which I quite like. Uh, but yeah, this it's it's the week of delays again. I remember we had uh, a week, we had a whole bunch of delays because of coronavirus. And now we've got a couple of delays because of this. Once again, though, this is for a good cause and for a good reason. And at the end of the day, it's only a, it's all these things are only really being delayed for a, like a week. So you can't mm-hmm. be salty about it. I mean, even GTA online and Red Dead online, it was one after, it was one afternoon. You know what I mean? It's, it wasn't a long time. And yeah, you cannot for me, play for one afternoon. You yeah, exactly. You cannot play for one. Like, especially on Tuesday, I, I forgot what the name of, the, forgive me. There was a, there was a specific name for what Tuesday was. Was it, was it blackout it's Tuesday bl- or something? Blackout or? Tuesday. Yeah, so like like that was that was the day I think. So it was just like sh- to show support, you know what I mean? Um yeah, so the how I see this is that at the end of the day like these delays are for good reasons and also if you're looking at if you're looking for a silver lining, it's I'm sure these I'm I'm sure Call of Duty and um Fortnite, I'm sure that they were more I'm sure they were ready like a, I'm sure, I know Fortnite has had two or three delays now. I'm sure they were ready a while ago. So if anything, this is just giving all these companies more times to like polish and tweak the next seasons even more, you know? Um or if anything, it's giving these studios the times to take like a break that they probably need, you know? Um so there's there's I think there's a lot of good in this. At the end of the day, it's it's just a week out of people's lives waiting for the next season if you really can't wait like if you really can't wait a week because of what's going on, then I I don't know what to say for you, man. That's sad. Uh, huh. 
all right. Uh, so obviously, you know, not a lot of big news coming out of the game industry for now. Uh, one of the things that happened was there's controversy over The Last of Us Part Two, a trailer that featured Ellie singing a cover of True Faith by New Order. Um, but it's like a cover that's kind of a slowed down version that you've seen of, you know, many different songs that get re redone or recovered. But the controversial st- thing about this one is there's a music artist. Her name is Lota Kestner, who says that that cover is it gets complicated in very gray areas because it's it's not like Lota Kestner wrote the song. It's a new order song. It's an old song. It's you know, it's very yeah. famous. She covered in 2011 on her album Stolen, but she's saying that she wrote original parts for it in turn, including some sort of um, her acoustic stylings and her humming vocals that she says were copied in the Last of Us Part Two version that's sung by Ashley Johnson. And she kind of called them out on social media. Now, this just gets into this one. If you listen to it, if you listen to both the songs, you'll say, okay, yeah, they do sound very similar. But at the same time, you'd be like, well, if you did do an acoustic style of this song, you probably would do some of the things that both of these songs have. So it's like, it definitely sounds like it, but you're not 100% sure if it was directly copied from that, or maybe it was just inspired. But then you go on top of that with the whole legality thing, where it's like, it's not illegal because... They got it's, the it's rights cover, from yeah. They got the rights from the original, you know, song creators and song owners, uh, New Order. So yeah, it, it's tough. It's it's more of an ethical thing. I, I I talked about this a long, long, long time ago when um, uh, my uh, the Fine Brothers, who who I'm friends with, they did a series. I don't know if you remember the Lost uh, figures. They did like a Lost parody using the the the, lo- the Lost McFarland. No, that's characters. that sounds amazing. Okay, I, I I love the Fine Brothers. I like their they they do good content. Except yeah, for that so- one time where they tried to copyright the React word, and that was we're not going to get into that because I remember a lot of people being a part of like React yeah. channels, and they got like this email from the Fine Brothers saying, "Hey, you can't do this anymore. We own the entire reacting idea." <laughs> um, um, but they but they apologized for that. I remember. Yeah, so they did that Lost thing, and and then what happened was ABC ended up seeing the popularity of that series and decided to do it on their own. So ABC owns the copyright for Lost, so legally they weren't quote-unquote stealing anything because that's their own thing, but they took the idea from the Fine Brothers and just tried to piggyback on that. So legally they didn't do anything bad. They just ethically, it was like, you either, you know, give a little credit or a little money or or something, you know, a little shout out saying that that's what they were inspired by. So that's kind of like, if that's the case here, I, uh, I wish that had happened, but you know, who knows what the true story is. Um, and have you, have you listened to, to both versions? Um, I, I, I have not, but even, even if it was, an exact copy my my opinion would probably be the same it's the it's just it's a cover you know and it's like i like i think what you said is the best point if they had at least like attributed it and said like 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 you know put her name in like the 
in the credits or something like special thanks to this person because we got some uh, inspiration from it and that's cool but you can't you can't own a cover man that's like that's like going to a karaoke bar and being like hey he's singing that song like me mm-hmm. like well yeah <laughs> that's kind of kind of how that works i would understand if new order was upset but like you said they got licensing rights they've been spoken to them about those kinds of things i think so i I think it's a little, little petty, but at the same time, I don't know how harshly this lady's pursuing it. If she has a right to be upset, but like, there's no point in really pursuing no, it or there's anything no, like no, that. No, no, no. Yeah. No, she, like, she would it's, lose. It's, it's unfortunate. Yeah. I think, I think lose. of another case that is um, uh, Stairway to Heaven, a uh, famous song. Everyone knows Stairway to Heaven. Yeah. The intro to Stairway to Heaven was pretty much stolen. And if you listen to the song that it was stolen from, it was a band that literally opened for Led Zeppelin for years. Like now, I don't think Led Zeppelin stole the song, but it, like if they're playing that song every single time that like right before Led Zeppelin comes on, they're going to hear it eventually and then draw inspiration from it. You know what I mean? But if, if I had to play like the first 15 seconds of Stairway to Heaven and the first 15 seconds of the song, it sounds almost identical. But at the same time... Um, I mean, well, going that's more back of a to case. that real quick. That's more of a case, though. That's I mean, I haven't more, well, listened they, to it. I think they won the case, actually. They, they ended up winning more, the case. Yeah, that's well, more the kids, the kids of the... Because because everyone's old and dead. <laughs> so the, the, the pettiness came from the fact that it was the kid. I agree that it was wrong, but the kids were the people who took them to court. Like, they were like, hey, we want our, da- we want our mommy and daddy's royalty money. That's basically what that was. Um, yeah. But then again, it was also one of those things where it's only the intro. And my opinion, Stairway, the beauty of Stairway to Heaven is the rest of the song, the lyrics, the vocals, that epic guitar solo. They didn't steal any of that. Um, but yeah, it's 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 re- with regards to. I know this is a cover, a cover and a parody are two different things, but I believe they have similar rights. You know what I mean? Uh, maybe not in in terms of the legalities and copyright issues, but is issue like I hate to say this, I hate to say this, Dennis, but. Do you think there's any? Do you think there's maybe a slight amount of clout chasing here? You know, I don't know who the hell Lotta is. I do now though, because we're talking about her. Because mm-hmm. The Last of Us did a song similar to her, you know. So, I don't, I, I don't know. But I mean, I don't know. I think uh, she just, I, I think she just probably just wants to get acknowledged and say like, yeah. I did it first, and you know, it sounds like which you guys is copied true. Me. I, I think it's which not like may it's or may not be the case. The company, you know. It's not like it's going to hurt Naughty Dog to actually come forward and say, we like to give us give her some acknowledgement. It's not going to hurt anybody, so I think they should do it. At least if this if the news of this has reached anybody from Naughty Dog, which I'm sure it has, I'm sure they're going to put out a statement or something. You know what I mean? Or if anything, like hell, they should uh, actually ask her if they can use her her cover in the song. You know, maybe put it like in the credits somewhere or something, and you know, just like a like a, a thrower like in the game. Maybe, maybe don't throw her in the game like Conan O'Brien and. Um, the walking simulator uh, <laughs> Death bl- blanking right now um, Death, stranding. Death stranding yeah <laughs> yeah walking um, simulator right si- um, side note but yeah uh, go ahead go ahead finish no i was just gonna say that was, that was about it that was me ending my sentence <laughs> oh i was gonna say uh i, I finished uh on a side note, i finished uh left behind uh the so dlc nice. for the last of us the first part which, yeah, I thought it was fantastic. And then secondly, on top of that, you know, me being, you know, quote-unquote a newbie, even though it took me seven years to beat this game, um, to Last of Us and looking into, like, obviously the not just the game and the music, but the voice acting was tremendous in it. And you have Troy Baker, who's obviously huge in the space, and then Ashley Johnson, which I didn't realize... She's an actress that I'd seen before, 
a long, long time ago when she was a child, she played Chrissy in the growing in Growing Pains, which you know for you you probably don't remember that show because it was probably came out before you were born. But for me, I grew up watching that show. It's it's the one that Leonardo Di- Di- DiCaprio actually got his big break in. Um, Wait, what show? It's called Growing Pains. It's like it's a comedy. Oh, oh yeah, I've heard, I've heard, I've heard about it. I feel like if I was if I grew up in America, I probably would have seen reruns of it or something, you know. Possibly, but anyways, it's yeah. it's most famous for launching Leonardo DiCaprio's career. I mean, you know, obviously Titanic was the thing that made him huge, but he actually got his kind of big break there, um, and he was on the last season. And Ashley Johnson played Chrissy, which was like this little kid, you know, like in shows, like. A lot of times when like things are a little stale, they'll like add a new character, a new baby or a new whatever. That was her yeah. character. She got added in and I forgot which season, like maybe the third season or whatever is, is the new character. But anyways, yeah, that was kind of trippy to realize, okay, uh, the girl who does the voice for L.E. is also <laughs> this child actress. You know what, real quick, before we change topic to the next game, uh, mm-hmm. with regards to the legality around this, because like, I mean, like we said, the, legal- the legality regarding this is murky because obviously they probably got the copyright uh, permission from New Order. And they no, probably didn't definitely. speak to, to Lotta Kessner at all. But it's a thing of like, I, th- I mean, surely you can own, like I was, at first I was thinking, I don't think you can own the copyright to a cover. But then I thought of like some of the world's greatest, like Johnny Cash Hurt, that's a mm-hmm. cover. I for years thought that that was just Johnny Cash's version, but he no, covered no. that was a cover. Was nine, nine inch surely nails. Johnny, I know the original. <clears throat> well, no, Nine Inch Nails covered it after Johnny Cash. No, the no. original was nine, from like the no. original is is Nine Inch Nails. Isn't no? Isn't the original from like the forties or fifties from some other nope. like way old band? Really? Nope. Yeah. So Johnny Cash covered Nine Inch Nails. Yep. That can't be right. No, it's absolutely right because I was a you know big Nine Inch Nails fan, and I yeah, I, I like I that love song. Nine Inch Nails. So it was on the uh, Downward Spiral uh, album, and I remember hearing it, and I, I I can't remember if it was the last song. Yeah, it's the last song on the track, um, and it's like, oh, this is a great way to end this album, um, and then Johnny Cash covered it. Yeah. Yeah. So, wow. That's that's crazy. But yeah, you uh, well, can own it, your cover it, in the sense of surely, yeah, them and whatever. But if let's say someone else wants to do an acoustic, slowed down version of Hurt, um, Johnny Cash, I mean, he's passed away, but his his estate cannot sue someone else for doing it. However, if someone does do an acoustic version, slowed down version of Hurt, people will obviously know that you know it's like a ripoff of of uh johnny cash's version so it's it's yeah like i said it's 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 a difference between legality and morals and ethics and all that stuff legally hold up i i just still need to come to terms with the fact that at some point in time johnny cash was listening to nine inch nails (laughs) i just have to come to terms with that real quick that's that's re- that's I have, that's badass. I've so I've always I have a lot of respect for Johnny Cash. Love the guy, especially the uh, his famous um famous uh, famous famous uh, live show in, at the prisons. Mm-hmm. Um, really epic stuff. But man, that's I just had to wrap my brain around that for a second. That's crazy. But yeah, so obviously you can, like you just said, you can own the copyright to a cover. So I don't. But the real question is, if Lotta 
managed to get the copyright for that cover and got permission from New Order, you know? Well, I'm sure she but probably I guess did. That, yeah. I mean, in if order it was to on her album, it, she had to. Yeah. 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 In order to record it, you have to get permission. But the thing is, when you get permission for doing a cover, you don't own the rights to the song. You just own the rights to your version of the song and people yeah. playing that version of it, not inspiring. So if The Last of Us even were, were listened to that before and were inspired by it and did their own one, like I said, it's it, it's a very hard legally to be like, well, you copied someone else, especially if you get the permission from the original copyright holders, New Order, which mm. they did. So, And, and then very, also a possibility... A possibility is that that honestly could have been their own original take on the cover. You know, it's a slim, it's a slim possibility if you if you listen to the two songs, but it is a possibility. You know, they're subconscious. It's, it's difficult. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes well, yeah, I think you're right. Subconsciously, you never know. Yeah, like movies, right? Sometimes movie, a lot of movies are similar to other movies, and maybe they got the inspiration by watching that movie a long, long time ago, and just. They don't remember where they got the, that inspiration from, you know. Exactly. I I look at I look at TV shows, and I guarantee you, the majority of TV shows were like subliminally freaking influenced by by Simpsons. You know, that's why yeah. <laughs> that's why everyone's doing like Simpsons episodes half the time. Um, but yeah, let's uh, let's let's move on here to um, my my favorite news of the week. Yeah, Kingdoms of Amalur. Yeah. Did you ever play this? No, but I had it on my list of games that I wanted to buy because it was on the 360 and it went yeah. on sale. I actually knew about this game because I think it was like Kurt Schilling's, like, you know, who's a very famous baseball player. Um, it was from his company. Like He created this video. He loved video games so much he created a video game company, though. He ended up going... I don't think he went bankrupt, but the company went bankrupt off of this game they, they they poured a ton of money they worked with todd mcfarland's company as well i think for some of the designs and what it was it was a very like cult hit where not a lot of people bought it but the people who did like raved about it and how awesome it was and whatnot i and to be honest i think the name hurt itself like kingdoms of amalore the reckoning yeah is like, it's it's just a it's a mouthful there you know like Honestly, it's a game I put off for like the longest time because I was like, this just doesn't look cool. And then I played it and it was honestly like one of my favorite RPGs ever. I, I loved all the DLC. I actually love the game so much that I'm, up, I'm I'm sad I can't enjoy the remaster as well as anyone else. Because as soon as they announced the remaster, I remembered the entire story. <laughs> like I remembered every single thing about the game. Even like the DLC stories, I remembered the combat system, everything, and I was like, "Shit!" <laughs> it's like I replayed the game in my head. Um, yes, I, it's one of. I think this was like this was EA's. This was EA's response to Skyrim at the time, if I recall. The, like more or less, this was like they saw the popularity of Skyrim, so they did uh, this. And this is also, in my opinion, this was one of the last games EA did before they started going uh down down the uh, down the drain um but uh, i believe ea is not doing the the remaster because the the intellectual property was bought over about yes. a year ago or was it this year and uh, the intellectual property has been for sale i believe since 2013 so for like the past 7 years it's just been waiting for someone to kind of buy it up to people thought that we were going to get a sequel or a continuation and i would have loved a sequel you know like 
um, nothing to do with the original character, just set in that world. It's a, it's a, I like, I enjoyed the world building. Some people didn't like the story, but I enjoyed this. I thoroughly enjoyed the story and the game mechanics, which I think they're changes. They're going to be ch- doing yeah. some changes to the game mechanics, um, things like that. But man, like, I, it's sad. Like, I want to say if you're listening to this and watching this, go and play Kingdoms of Amalur. But it, I guess at this point, wait until August. That's it's around yeah. the corner, man. Just wait till I August think that's and get what the I'm remaster. It's got all the DLC included in the remaster. All the DLCs are included in everything. So you get the full experience. And in my opinion, there was one DLC that I actually enjoyed more than the main campaign because it was so interesting. I think it had to do with giants and stuff. It was oh, so cool. Yeah, and so and like you said, they're going to revamp uh, the fighting system, obviously the graphics. Um, but yeah, uh, also the game was kind of under con- uh, under controversy as well because the uh, like I mentioned Kurt Schilling he created this this company called Thirty Eight Studios and because of this game they went bankrupt but I think there was a lot of they, they borrowed seventy five million dollars from Rhode Island taxpayers to do it oh, and wow. then he had like you know created this studio in in the sense of trying to say, look, we're going to make this company, it's going to be huge, and then we're going to employ all these people, and it's going to be here in Rhode Island and whatever. And so now, you know, uh, Rhode Island, uh, not now, but then Rhode Island ended up suing uh, Kurt Schilling and the other executives for it. Um, But yeah, the story is uh, by R.A. Salvatore and... Also developed by Spawn creator Todd McFarlane and the Elder Scrolls for Oblivion lead designed Ken Rolston. Ken Rolston. Yeah. Hell yeah. So I, like, yeah, now, I'm interested now, in buying this in, in getting this remaster. Yeah. Now that I'm looking back, I guess, because I'm reading some of the stuff here, and I guess, like, yeah, I guess the game did have some inconsistencies, but... Uh, this game really does have a cult following. Like, like uh, the few the few gamers I know that did play this game thoroughly enjoyed it because more than anything, it was just it was fun as well. It was fun. I had a lot of fun playing the game. It wasn't nearly as immersive as like Skyrim or like as captivating, but it was fun. Man, I I, I binged the game when I when I eventually played it on PC. I sat down and I just I didn't stop playing for like two or three days until I finished it. It was fantastic. Yeah. All right. Um, I guess, uh, do you want to talk about the, the Days of Play sale at the end? Yes. Uh, uh, sure. Let's talk I'll, about... Talk about this, I'll talk, um, talk about all the sales and stuff at the end. Yeah, so, um, I, yeah, I brought this one up because I know we, lo- we love VR here on this channel. Mm-hmm. Um, someone recreated uh, PT mm-hmm. uh, in Half-Life Alex. Um, I, I think you should... Exp- I, I can't, but I think out of, you should bite the bullet here. You should take mm-hmm. a bullet for us. And you should you should you should play the game, and you should definitely put it on the channel, because um, uh, well, I, if I had a VR, I'd probably do it, even though I don't want to. But uh, man, that's T. I know you didn't get to play it, but PT for me was this like the scariest forty five minutes of my life, dude. From a video game at that point in time, like it was it, especially just the very idea of it being in this constant loop of a hallway, and every time you're just going through the hallway, you go through the door, and it's this endless loop, and every mm-hmm. now and then slight changes and oh dude it, it freaked the hell out of me so if it's a if they if they nailed it if they like which for the most part i mean it, it seems like it seems pretty good um it yeah it seems really good 
No, yeah, no, no. I'm. I'm no, gonna. No, have I don't to, know. Man. I'm gonna it's have just... to at least check it out and see because I played horror in VR. Scares me. <laughs> There's a level in Half Life Alex that's like the freakiest thing I've ever played before. So I'm gonna at least try and start PT and see how that goes. Yeah, it's the like. I guess um. Man, it's it's tricky though because obviously with uh what what do you what were you playing uh, Half Life Alex on what's uh what VR system? Uh, the Rift S, the Oculus Rift S. Yes. So you're still tethered. Like that's my issue. Is I will do jump scares, bro. I will I will yank I will yank my PC off of its stand. I will literally single handedly destroy whatever VR system I'm holding if I had to play this game. Um, but yeah, so I thought that was worth mentioning. I think uh, if you if if you have a, if anybody listening or watching this has a VR system and they played Half Life Alex or anything like that, definitely check out this PT mod uh, and let us know in the comment section what you think. Uh, the next thing I wanted to bring up real quick is just to get your kind of take on this. So there's not too much info. Well, like I guess it's kind of plain and simple. But Destiny Two is doing its own like first live event in the game now. We've seen plenty of live events from Fortnite, and we've seen how successful they are. Do you think that we're going to see a lot of... Do, we, do you think from this point forward, games as a service is just going to have live events? Like, that's the way to go forward? Like, how else do you tell a story with games as a service for, like, multiplayer games, you know? Yeah, not only that, I think it's just to bring something new and interesting that only these type of games can do. I mean, you can't do these type of events in a game like red dead redemption uh the campaign i'm not talking about online you could do it on the online version but you know people uh, who are playing those experiences they, they didn't sign up for that but if you're playing something online in uh, with multiple players and servers like like a destiny 2 or fortnite or apex legends then having something like that i think is especially if you don't do it all that often right you know what i mean you got to still keep it special because like if you're doing these like every single day every single week i think then it just it loses something yeah yeah but if you do like like, once 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 a season like even just once a season which is usually like like i think it's usually 10 some most people have their seasons like 10 12 12 weeks long you know so doing it once a season i think is worth a month or two yeah that's fine so. Yeah, like yeah, I agree. Like yeah, once every two months would probably be better. Even I think even once a month is just too much. Like mm-hmm. considering how many other like look, if you're if you're playing any any game game as a service, if you're playing any type of MMO or any kind of battle royale or anything like that, chances are you're other, you're playing other like battle royales as well. Like you're not just you're not exclusively only playing Apex Legends or Fortnite or Warzone. You're probably chances are you're probably playing all three of them like I am, you know? You're not going to have time for a monthly event. But I do think it's cool. And I think that this is like progressive. We're seeing gaming kind of go in this direction ever since Fortnite started telling a story throughout like its seasons. And I, I am excited for it because it, it's just opened up a whole new narrative of storytelling for developers to use, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just being like there's nothing cooler than being involved in the live events as well. Because like, they really like a lot of these games do a good job of making you feel involved in it, which I quite like. Um, and it's also a good way to market your next season and your next DLCs and stuff you got coming out, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, okay. But I, I do think Let's... you got to make it like special, like, uh, mm. and interactive. It can't just be, yeah, it can't just be whatever. Like, 
like not not to sh- not to shit on that Tenet event because the Tenet movie looks sick. It looks amazing. I can't wait to watch it. Love Christopher Nolan, but the event in Fortnite was like, eh. yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, everyone's fake you were just watching at, like, a fake movie screen. Exactly. You're not like ex- it's not an experience. So I don't know. Like I hope that like that was definitely like a cash grab. I think like Epic Games was like, yeah, sure, we'll do it. Pay us enough money, we'll do it. <laughs> um. Let's see what else says all those delays. Oh yeah, this uh, because you and I have been talking about Fantasy Star Two online for some for so long. Uh, <laughs> apparently, the what's it? The Microsoft Store is just so awful that uh, the fans made their own custom launcher just to circumvent the the Windows Store launcher. Uh, it's not gonna. It doesn't really get rid of the majority of the glitches and problems in the game that they're currently. Because um, there's quite a lot of like. Uh, problems with the game uh, currently on PC um, with this, this North America launch. There was a lot of issues. But I th- like, let's just talk for a second about that. Like, not the actual launcher or the actual or, or, fan, or the game, but like just the fact that gamers have gotten to the point where they're like, you know what? We're just going to have to fix it ourselves. <laughs> you know, like, it, for me, that's, that's kind of crazy that gamers got to a point where they were like, oh, God, we're just going to have to fix this ourselves, you know? At some point in time, someone's going to create some kind of freeware ser- service that puts all your launchers into one place, which, like, someone's going to join Steam and Epic Games and put them in its, like, in its own app. Like, someone's going to do it, you know? It's legal or not, who knows? But there, someone's going to do it at some point, just so you have everything all in one launcher or something. Um, but, yeah, I thought that was uh, quite cool to bring up. Um, I know you and you and I will probably hop into Fantasy Star Online too once these uh, bugs have been worked out because I'm, I'm yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah, I was going to download it. I was going to download. It. I was like, oh, do I want to do it on my Xbox or my PC? I was like, this game probably is better for PC because MMO probably needs a lot of different keystrokes and inventory systems. And so I was like, all right, let me download it for the PC. And then I went to the Microsoft Store and it had like really low ratings. I'm like, why does it have low ratings? Like a lot of people like this game. And it was all about the launcher and how it was like you could download it, but it wouldn't launch correctly, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, kind of want to yeah. wait until things are a little cleared up on that front. Uh, and then in other relative news, uh, Sony was fined $2.4 million by the Australian court for misleading uh, people about game refunds and how game refunds work. And I would imagine that this, in my opinion, I think this actually stems all the way back to No Man's Sky, uh, with re- with regards to because that was like the first ever catastrophe in terms of people having to do refunds legally and a lot of a lot of governments and um, like government courts around the the world were kind of pushing uh, people like Steam, Sony, Xbox to, to to issue these refunds. So this has been I think this has been like a long time in the making. Uh, but yeah, so Australia, yeah, they they uh, they, they signed it that what yeah two point four million dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, between here's here. I'm just gonna read this real quick. Between October 2017 and May 2019, Sony Europe's terms of service implied that users did not have consumer guarantee rights regarding the quality, functionality, completeness, accuracy, or performance of their purchased digital games. Um, so this was all based off of an implication, but they ended up winning. Uh, look, in the grand scheme of things, 2.4 million dollars is nothing to Sony. That that's what I think. You know, I think two point four million dollars is pretty. Like, if it was just like, because it, it's Sony, it's not just PlayStation. It's it's Sony. They have like it's everything. They have so much other merchandise. I don't think that they were really affected that much by it. Um, 
Yeah, um, here, according to the court, the Sony, the Sony made four players in Australia think that they only had 14 days to return a digital game. And even then, they could only get a refund if it was authorized by the game developer who made it. Uh, a fifth person, meanwhile, was apparently told by Sony Europe that their refund had to be in currency on the PlayStation Store. So like, you know, like your PlayStation Store credit rather than getting the money back outright. So, yeah. Yeah, that's, um, yeah you should always get what you pay. Like if you paid with some sort of credit, then okay, you get it in credit. But if you paid, you know, cash, if you paid or cash, whatever, get your cash back, man. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's how it should I, work. It should I be agree, credit yeah. for cash, you know, that type of thing. So I think this is a good thing with regards to because look, like it's becoming less of a thing now because people are realizing that if you re- if you release an incomplete game, it is not going to look good for your company. It is not. It's going. You're going. It's going. You're going to see the reflection in your sales. So, uh, but I do think it's good because I. Even though most people have now stayed clear from that, I still think a lot of indie developers are going to be like releasing incomplete games on uh, how it even gets onto some of these uh, platforms. I'm not even I'm not too sure because at some point, surely at some point in time, before you put a game on your PlayStation Store or Xbox Store or Steam Store, you must play it or review it or at least look at it. You know what I mean? Well, I know Steam doesn't because they had a freaking raping simulator on their front page for like a week yeah. once. So they, dude, I know, right? They literally how how steam valve how that entire company just like let that happen. i spoke but then again i spoke about that that's from their green light system steam has a green light system where you as a developer can put your own indie game or your own game on their green light system and see how well it does there you can like play green light games and you can uh, review it and things like that so obviously some the only reason that managed to make it to steam was because of people playing the game and downloading the game and giving it good reviews which is disgusting but um yeah, I don't, I, yeah, I'm not too sure. But like I said, so I think this is a good thing in general. You know, more power to the people rather than power to the companies. If I want a refund for a shitty game, I want my refund. You know what I mean? If, if I was lied to, I want a refund. That's the way it should be. Um, here's another little... This is more like video game gossip, I guess. Um, some Activision shareholders think Bobby Kotick makes too much money, which, like, I think most CEOs of video game companies make too much money. Well, no, and no, I no, have, no. Yeah. cut out video games. Most CEOs make too much money. I agree, yeah. And it's like, look, I have nothing good to say about Activision. I think that they single-handedly screwed over Blizzard because Blizzard, well, Blizzard is now, it's not Blizzard, it's Activision pretty much, you know, Activision and Blizzard have merged or whatever the hell they did. And ever since then, it's just been trash, absolute trash. But, um, but I mean, but it's crazy for the shareholders to come out and be like, yo, he gets paid too much. But if, I guess if anybody's going to know, it's the shareholders because they go to the annual shareholder meetings and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so who knows? Will we see change in Activision? I'm, I'm not, I'm not too sure. Um, <laughs> I love this. This is an actual statement from one of the um, from one of the the shareholders. Uh, excuse me for swearing. Why the fuck is this one dude making so much money? That's an actual statement taken from Jeez. one of the shareholders. Yeah, that's great. Um, he raked tens of millions of dollars a year. That's crazy, man. While regularly laying off employees, like that's that's insane. He oh he gets twenty million dollars in stock options every year for the last four years. That's that's crazy. I mean, this sounds oh like a lot, like, of, lot of CEOs. It, it sounds like pretty much any CEO of any company. You're right. It's disgusting. Yeah. It's it's part of the reason why I think that we're in this in this situation right now with regarding protests. Like the reason so many people are angry is because of the injustice against black people, but also just the injustice in general right now between mm-hmm. the haves and the haves nots, the rich and the poor. And it's like 
I, I, why do billionaires exist? No one should be a billionaire. Like this is a, this is going to be a hot take opinion from me. Some people will agree with me. Some people won't. I think it's okay to be a millionaire because most millionaires probably work really hard for their money. Most billionaires maybe worked hard once upon a time, but mm-hmm. they're just sitting there at this point, collecting money, not knowing how to spend it on charities. You know what I mean? It's, mm-hmm. it's, if you're a billionaire, it's kind of difficult to defend why you get to keep all your money. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, it's just, that is shocking. So if anything, this is just pointing even more to the whole fact that like certain people in this, in this world are getting way more money than what they deserve. Cause I don't know how much work Bobby Kotick does at Activision. If, I mean, if, if, if the, the amount of quality coming out of Activision has told me anything is that he probably doesn't do much work. So at least not worth tens and million dollars a year, you know? Um, all right. But then, uh. I guess other than that, the only other thing to really talk about is the, uh, uh, let's see here. Um, oh, like, I'm not too sure if this is so relevant. Um, the people who made Warface, uh, they have their own launcher called my.games mm-hmm. and they're offering developers a 90, a 90, 90% to 10% revenue split, which is better than any, any other launcher out there. Um, I think that there's, there's gotta be a catch to it. Um, oh, here it is. Yeah, it's like it depends on how much money the game makes. I think uh, the, the like like the the split can vary depending on how much the game makes. It's like, I think you have to make more than ten million or something. Or mm-hmm. it's, I'm not too sure. It's it's a very weird very weird situation. I've never even heard of my dot games to, to bring mm-hmm. that up in the first place. But yeah. Well, yeah, um, that's the thing. Is, oh, yeah. yeah, in theory, ninety percent is great, uh, but if you don't have the market share doesn't really help a lot. Just look at Epic Games. So, yeah, Epic True. Games gives eighty-eight percent, I believe, uh, to uh, yeah. and takes twelve. And even they have a hard times getting headway mm. into beating Steam. I think I re- to take seventy percent. Yeah. I think I read that wrong. Where it's like, um, I think the more money you make and the more successful your game is on their launcher, the less percentage you get. Like I think ninety percent is just what you get, and t- once you've made more than ten million, I think that's when it goes to seventy thirty, mm. uh, which is interesting. Um, so next gen, as we know, next gen consoles—they're all going to have SSD uh, SSDs in them, which is great. And um, Epic Games have actually said that they had to pretty much rewrite part of their Unreal Engine um, to take into account the the SSD that's going to be on the PS Five mm-hmm. and the Xbox. Um, and they said it's gonna it's good for PC. Like the fact that the next gen consoles are an SSD, I think it'll mean uh, port, porting games between is gonna be a lot easier. I don't think we're gonna see such like gaps between releases for PC releases and console releases. Well, there'll probably still be that gap for pirating reasons, but um, yeah, I, it's just it's just another good reason. Look, having an SSD in your gaming console is a good thing, no matter how you look at it. But now it's just nice to know that it's good for the overall industry as well, and in terms of making video games. Like I think crossplay is going to be a lot easier and things like that, so that's that's always exciting to talk about. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, and then uh, yeah, I guess we got we got some sales going on. We can talk about. Yeah, well, we did the big sale is the PlayStation. I've already participated in this one because uh, PlayStation Four, the Days of Play sale. Uh, if you go to Amazon, you can see uh, all the sales they got. Let me read off some of them. No. Uh, I mean, there's a bunch for the the PlayStation Plus subscription stuff. Yeah. The, uh, like, the year, uh, the year, the twelve the twelve month code is the best deal for sure. Yeah, yeah. forty two dollars. 
instead yeah. of 60 bucks for the yearly subscription. Mm-hmm. Um, but the ones of note that I saw were uh, Days Gone is $20, uh, Death Stranding is $30, uh, Resident Evil 3 is $40. Now, this is the one I bought personally is uh, Marvel's Spider-Man Game of the Year edition for $20. For 20 which, bucks, yeah, dude. That is a the DLC. Steal. I think I'm going to... I think I talked about this before. I finally got my Elgato, um, and I've set it up, but I'm still c- kind of working on my setup here with my PC and, and my console. So, But I think I'm going to stream that game when I get it, just because I've never played... Other than playing it for like a few minutes at uh, E3, I never actually played it, so... I think I do like a live stream when I go through the game. Um, I never actually got to play the DLC for Spider-Man, but I heard good things. Uh, yeah, well, I never never played the game. <laughs> I uh, might pick up a Medieval for twenty bucks. I mean, look, thirty bucks is already pretty cheap. I mean, it's a remake. Remakes are usually going to cost you between thirty to forty bucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've heard good things, but for twenty dollars, man, I might pick up Medieval. That was one of my favorite games on the PlayStation One. Nice. Uh, Blood and uh, Truth, which is a VR game, which is actually a lot of fun. I've played it, like a good amount of it. I didn't finish it, but I played a good few hours of it, and it's a lot of fun. It's a, a you know a shooter action game, and much in the vein of a, a Guy Ritchie film style. Um, oh, sweet! Last of Us Remastered, only ten bucks. Perfect timing too, if you think about yeah. it. Really, with the, the game coming out. Uh, and yeah. then same, uh, I think Until Dawn is also ten bucks, which yeah. I I thoroughly enjoyed Until Dawn. I wish that there was more, another like slasher type of game like that. I quite liked it. Mm-hmm. Uh, God of War, ten bucks, great deal. Which I bought as well. Uh, this is the one I wanted to buy, but it's sold out. Uh, oh, the shit, Uncharted, that sucks. Uh, Uncharted, the Nathan Drake collection. Like, oh yeah, it's that's, sold, that's it's good. Not, they don't have it on Amazon right now. I so. got that for free on PS Plus a while ago. Very, very good. Uh, finally, actually, it's, it's taken me forever, but I'm finally playing Uncharted 4, and it's fantastic. It's, I can't believe it took me this long to get to it. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, complete, the complete edition for 10 bucks, which is a game that I cannot hype up enough. I really want a sequel. Um, yeah, Horizon Zero Dawn was sick. Didn't, you played Horizon Zero Dawn, didn't you? No, no, I did not. Oh, dude. It is. It is fun. It is. It is a good. It's a really good RPG game. The story, first of all, the story is phenomenal. Uh, it's set in like I think ten thousand years from now or something, where mm-hmm. pretty much like the majority of life out there, they're all robots, like all the animals and stuff. But humans are like in this cavemen kind of like mentality, like where technology took over and we are like no longer technologically um, advanced or anything like that. I can't say more than that. But the game is I I think you'll like it. And okay. for the most part, you're using a bow, you're using a bow and arrow, and there's a lot of like uh, strategy involved. Where like you have because it's uh, elemental arrows, and obviously each element will affect other things differently. And uh, there's like there's trip wires, and so it's 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 a good RPG action RPG uh, with involving good tactical um, um, bow and arrow gameplay. Which I yeah, dude, it was a good game, very good game. Highly recommended if you ever get the chance. Okay, nice. I will. Take a look and see um, what else here. Uh, that's the, all the ones of noteworthy for State of Play. Uh, you can get uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla for pre-order for $10 off. So for $50 instead of $60. It's funny because uh, since we don't have like a real launch date, Amazon just says December 31st. We know it's going to be this sometime this fall, but... Uh, Amazon just says December 31st. So, 
Uh, if you oh, hold, hold up. I, I typed this in wrong. Uh, there's a good... Um, I just want to see what it's... There's a free game. It's a, There's a good um, RTS game that's free. I just need to find what platform it's on. Oh, uh, uh, on GOG. Uh, is that Guild of Gamers? Um, Annihilation. T- Total Annihilation. It's a great RTS. It's a classic, mm. and it's uh, for free on Guild of Gamers. So if you're, on, if you're playing... If you like PC games, if you like RTS games, definitely pick that up for free. Try it out. Nice. Um, and then the Oculus Quest is back in stock. It's a. Uh, I mean, there's no sale, but it's hard but to it's get back them. in stock. I mean, they didn't they sell out the first day when we announced it last week? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I checked yesterday and they still had them. So I don't know. By the time we, you know, post this, may or may not be in stock. But if you're looking for one check it out uh, i got mine now i'm like thinking like how did i how did i live without without vr yeah dude we cannot hype up the oculus quest enough on this channel that's one thing i've known and it's yeah. but the amount like the amount of times we've hyped up hyped this uh oculus quest out you would think that we have some kind of deal with them we don't it's just yeah. worth it it's just hands down worth it best vr experience you're going to get at that price untethered it's accessible yeah. to all ages, you know what and I mean? It's, it's worth it, man. I, I just wish I, it's unavailable in my country, unfortunately. Yeah. But so I may have to, uh, well, I don't know. I was planning, I'm, I'm planning on moving back to LA once immigration offices and borders open up again. So not the end of the world for me, but uh, man, I want a quest so bad. I'm so jealous you have one. Yeah, I mean, the one thing too, I mean, the one, I already, you know, pl- uh, playing with the one at the office, uh, you know, I already knew it was great, but once they did the Oculus Link, and then now being able to use virtual desktop to stream VR games, so now I'm playing, being able to play what are not, it's not 100% compatible, but some of the games that are on like Steam VR or Oculus Store that aren't for the Oculus Quest, you can stream them through virtual desktop, so it's like you oh, have a untethered. Sick. Yeah, untethered experience. Now you can't and, take it to go, obviously, because you're streaming off of your computer. But if you have a good Wi-Fi and a good computer, you can go. On, yeah. You can go untethered. Yeah, that's really yeah, that's been, actually I, great. I, yeah, I've been able to play Half Life on uh, Half Life Alex untethered, which is that's amazing. Sick. That's freaking awesome. Actually, I mean, you're, yeah. you're you're getting compressed video feed of, so it's obviously not going to look the same or look as crisp as a like a tethered system, but it's still pretty good. Still, pretty I mean, good. are you really thinking of the graphics when you got a whole, whole bunch of face huggers coming towards you? You know, <laughs> like, are are you really thinking about the? You're in the heat of the moment, buddy. You know, like, combat's happening. I wouldn't even be worried about that. Like, that's really cool, though. I think uh, that's that's worth mentioning. So, that's awesome. Um, yeah, have you played anything cool on VR lately? Um, besides I besides Half Life, Alex. I finished Red Matter on the Quest, which I think I mentioned last week. But and, yeah, I know you're uh, playing it, yeah. And then I downloaded, or I bought and downloaded uh, this game called Room VR. And at first, it's it's not the room with Tommy Wiseau, not that room. Isn't it like uh, a social platform or something like that? No, no, it's a puzzle game. It's like a oh, like an escape room. Yeah, escape room style. It's a, okay. You know, this one's particularly set in, I think, in the early 1900s in England, and and you're just trying to solve a mystery, you know. Um, so I, I just cool. started that one. 
you ever but, play that? Uh, you ever play the poker game on the Oculus Quest? Uh, poker Stars. Yeah, dude. Oof, that's addictive. I, I downloaded. <laughs> I, but love, I, I yeah. haven't played it yet. The social aspect to it is just fantastic. Like, because you're you're actually sitting at a table with a bunch of other strangers playing Texas Hold'em, and everyone can talk to every. You can talk to people. How you can like you can throw throw things at people and stuff, and it's actually. Man, it's good. I made. Uh, if you're using the the the, account, the office account, I actually think I made a lot of money on on the office account. One day, I just sat down in VR in the office, and I was just I was just playing Texas Hold'em for hours. I was I was like, I'm making this money, man. Let's go. <laughs> um, but yeah, and I've been playing uh, Alan Wake, which is a game, uh, one of my favorite games. That you know, it, it's it's more of a cult classic. It's from uh, Remedy Games that did Max Payne. They also did Control mm-hmm. last uh, year, which was my favorite game of last year. Um, was it Control set in the same world as Alan Wake, or like they confirmed uh, that it was? Yes, uh, possibly. They basically there's another DLC that's coming out for Control. The first one already came out that was free, but uh, they're coming out with another one. That so by the 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 way the art looks, it looks like Alan. It's connected to Alan Wake, and I don't mm. know. Both games have a similar feel, even though one is more like a supernatural thriller, Alan Wake, and then Control feels like more of a sci-fi superhero type of game. Oh, for sure, yeah. But yeah, uh, but I've been playing that on on the PC. I mean, I originally played it on the Xbox 360, and uh, I bought it. What's funny now is like. With PC games, um, one benefit is that the graphics can keep, just keep getting better and better. So at this point, even though the game is pretty old, the graphics ha- uh, have surpassed um, the uh, <laughs> the cutscenes. Remember how cutscenes were like they used to like pre-render oh, cutscenes? Yes, I've actually experienced this before. I know exactly what you're talking about. I've experienced this with other PC games. It's so weird. So now, oh the, my gosh, the actual in-game stuff is better than the the cutscenes because the cutscenes are all compressed and whatever. They don't look that great. But then you look at the 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 gra- in-game graphics and they're like they look fantastic. Not fantastic, but like a lot better than what they used to look like because they just keep you know with all the you know texture shading and lighting mm. i mean obviously the player models is the one thing that they don't new technology doesn't benefit from but but shaders makes a huge yeah. difference man shaders and textures that's makes a huge thing. difference yeah so that's that's funny thing about it so uh that's what i've been playing lately and you know like i said i finished the, the last of us uh left behind getting ready for last of us part two uh I'm getting that Spider-Man probably. I mean, I just ordered it yesterday, so I probably won't get it until early next week, but I'll be streaming that live. Yeah. Have, you, have you played it before, by the way? No, just a demo at uh, E3, you know? Dude, it's so satisfying to just swing through New York, put some, put on some, like, really upbeat music and just swing for days, man. That's what I'd be doing right now. Uh, what I've been playing, though, is uh, I've been playing a lot of Warzone, um, I haven't been playing any Fortnite because it's just is I've done everything in the game at this point. There's nothing else to do. I just keep leveling up. Um, but yeah, so mainly been playing a lot of Warzone, uh, still a lot of Minecraft, like I said, because it's just peaceful. And then I got oh, th- this uh, there's a game called Slime Rancher. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. No, it's uh, I think I think their slogan or like their motto is it's the happiest game in the world, and it's like. 
it's just a farming simulator, but you're farming slimes and it's super adorable and it's just fun. And I've I like, there's not really much point to the game. And I've been playing, yes, I've been playing a lot of Slime Rancher. Uh, it's been great. What else have I been playing? There was something else I was playing a lot recently too. I was, I, like I said, uh, got back into Uncharted 4, which uh, never played when it came out. Uncharted 4 is amazing. I love that. It's like a movie game kind of thing. It's so sick. Um, and then uh, I've been playing a lot of Final Fantasy games just to get that like art, that JRPG itch because I love JRPGs. Uh, so I've been playing a lot of like the old turn-based uh, Final Fantasy games and stuff. It's been cool. Um, but yeah, no, for the most part, I've been watching. I've been watching a lot of anime. Uh, if, if anybody watching this or is listening likes anime, uh, the only thing that's good out this season, in my opinion, is uh, Tower of God. Uh, I read. I, I read the crap out of it. It's a webtoon. Um, if you yeah, highly recommend that, it's a uh, it's a bit slow, but trust me, where it's going to get to a point where it's going to be nonstop action one day. Uh, so yeah, highly recommend Tower of God if anybody's watching. And then I've just been binging Community for like the fifth time because I love Community. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, one note: uh, one uh, one of uh, our viewers, Blade, uh, he had sent me a bunch of uh, news articles on our Discord. By the way, you can. Find the Collider Games Discord, uh, where we chat about all different types of games. Um, you sent me a few things. EA and NFL extend their exclusive partnership for Madden games until 2026. Not a big surprise. I mean, EA and Madden, the series was, you know, the, the only time they ever really had a rival was when NFL 2K was around. But yeah. once they bought out that license, it just completely destroyed uh, 2K games uh, in terms of football i mean they they actually are the leading one in terms of uh basketball oh, yeah, for football yeah yeah the so. two yeah 2k has got the best basketball by far yeah. um i i still think that uh i still think that ea could have a comeback with their basketball if they brought back um if they brought back uh the street series like nba street if they brought that back or like either remastered it i think that they could probably uh do some good yeah um, another one he sent in was this, uh, take two interactive cancels contract with indie developer and then poaches entire team. So I, I was, I was going to mention that it's that, that was crazy for me. Like that was, yeah. Low key. What, what was the, um, star oh, theory the studio? games. Yeah. Star theory what, games. What, what game was it that they made recently? Oh, I forgot what it was, but I saw that as well. I saw that as well. Oh man, I should have sent that. Um, how petty though. Right. <laughs> Like, I mean, is it petty or is it just, is that just as business as usual? And we're just hearing about it for the first time. Look, poaching, poaching people is not new. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, if you're going to offer them better, better hours and better pay, then they're going to take it, you know? Um, mm-hmm. That's, that's interesting. I love that. They're like, you know what? We're not going to buy it. We're not going to buy the studio. We're just going to, we're just going to poach all your employees. Well, yeah, we'll it's, first it's we'll, can- we'll cancel what, you know? Yeah, we'll cancel all the deals we had with you, cancel yeah. the game we were making or whatever it was that was happening. And yeah. they said, I mean, I guess it is cheaper than buying a whole freaking company. You're just like, now we're just going to poach your best guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's pretty cutthroat because it's like one of those things because they were offered a amount which they turned down. And then since they turned it down, they canceled. Eh. Yeah, it's going to get that murky gray area here. Mm. So. Um, all right. Uh, I think that's it for me. Anything else from you? Uh, no, that's about it, man. Um, it's, uh, unfortunately not too much news this week. We did do a lot of talking, which is good, but, um, I think as, unless there's more delays, I think we're going to have a lot to talk about next week. That's for sure. 
or uh, where can people find you? You guys can find me on Instagram at josh.toki and you guys can find me on Twitch at josh, josh underscore toki. Still waiting on my uh, PC to start streaming, but um, like, don't even get me started, man. I was on the phone today. I started yelling today because I was, I was so, so upset. Just for some, if anybody has been caring about this situation at all, which is rare, but apparently they, uh, they took my money, which is about $3,000. In total, I spent about $3,000 mm-hmm. getting the PC and key, like getting a new, uh, new mechanical keyboard and all those things. And they took my money without even having stock. So, and there's, there's a lot of legality regarding that that's questionable. Yeah. But anyways, uh, how can you take people's money without like having the stock that they need. Yeah, so even when you pre-order support, stuff, yeah. when you pre-order stuff, they can't take the money until they ship it. Correctly, yeah. So it's uh it's man, it's it's su- such a frustrating thing. Supposedly I'll be getting the the PC itself tomorrow because they said that they actually had the PC a while ago but they can't ship it until they have the full package. I said screw it, put my order into separate orders and order it as it comes in, you know what I mean? I don't have time. I'll make a plan. I'll I'll use a really like piece of crap keyboard and mouse for now. Yeah. All that matters is the actual freaking PC, you know? That's yeah. all that matters to me. Because, uh, yeah, I, I miss voice acting for the most part. Uh, all right, cool. Uh, you guys can find me on Twitter at ThinkHero, Instagram, Dennis.TZNG. Make sure to subscribe to this YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Collider Games. Subscribe to our Collider Factory podcast feed where you'll find this every single week. Uh, check out our Discord channel. Look for that. And yeah, and we've been streaming a lot more live stuff, and we're going to stream even more so now that I finally got this Elgato, and I'm, you know, trying to, I'm, you know, I bought this bookshelf over here, so I'm going to shoot some videos. Uh, yeah, I just need to set everything up, but uh, hopefully that will be done soon. So for uh, myself and Josh, uh, thanks for watching or listening, and we'll see you guys next time. Yeah, thank you for your support, guys. Napa know-how. This month, Napa's got all kinds of motor oil deals that can save you some serious cash. Like a five-quart jug of Napa full synthetic motor oil for just $16.49. With savings like that, you may start feeling like a VIP. But don't let it go to your head. These oil deals are for everyone. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. General states pricing. Sales prices not include applicable state local taxes or recycling fees. Offer ends 831.20. It's that little Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game, so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.